Gen X Brian here from Convincing Idiots. We're sharing this clip from a recent show in case you're looking for a little bit of idiot time but don't have time for a full episode. You can find full episodes and new clips every week on all major podcast platforms. While you're there, give us a follow or subscribe. Full episodes and segment videos can be found on our YouTube channel at Convincing Idiots. You can also watch us on the Boss Code Media TV network. We hope you enjoy and hope to see you back. Hi, this is Aaron from Blake Insurance. You're listening to Convincing Idiots podcast. I'm convinced. Call it again. Convincing Idiots. Convincing Idiots. Called it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. Kids today. Jingle uh, All the Way is, in fact, the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get Grandma a present, <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm the Millennial Santa. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm-hmm. I'm standing Ball's in the sea breeze, <laughs> holding a turd, just... Mightily. I'm just going hitting hats. <laughs> anyway, on a lighter note, uh, back. segment two in five, four, three. All right, welcome back to Convincing Idiots. Segment two. Zeniel Dean, Gen X Brian, and astrophysicist Tim. Not easy to say. No. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tongue twister. It's, yes. it's a lot. Yes. Well, like we most things, Tim, it's a mouthful. That's right. That's right. It's from what I hear. What? <laughs> I'm just saying, I read your fucking diary. <laughs> I have seven. I know, I had to read all of them. Oh, good. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we are all, uh, I know we're all interested uh, in you know, the, the subject of UFOs, UAPs, whatever you want to call them now, aliens, life out there. I know that's a a topic that we are all very uh, interested and fascinated about. Uh, and you know, again, obviously, we we talked about that a couple episodes ago with uh, with Tim. And there's some uh, you know some stories we we're going to elaborate on further that we didn't get a chance to the whole UFO hearing in Congress. But uh, just today, there's been a couple. Uh, new stories out there that we're going to start with here. Um, one, if you haven't seen this out there, I mean, you can look this up very easily here. But the headline here, this is from Reuters.com. Um, Mexican Congress holds hearing on UFOs featuring purported alien bodies. And there's photos of these things here. There sure are. So, <laughs> you know, this is this is from yesterday, the 13th. So uh, just reading this for, for a second. Mexican lawmakers heard testimony that we are not alone in the universe and saw the alleged remains of non-human beings in an extraordinary hearing marking the Latin American country's first congressional event on UFOs. So... Uh, politicians were shown two artifacts that Mexican journalist and longtime UFO enthusiast Jamie Massan claimed were the corpses of extraterrestrials. 
The specimens were not related to any life on Earth, he said. Two tiny bodies displayed in cases. So they have, you know, you, you imagine what a stereotypical alien would look like, and this is probably pretty much what these things look like here. He said that they were about a thousand years old and analyzed through a carbon dating process by Mexico's National Autonomous University. And similar finds in the past have turned out to be the remains of mummified children. So basically, this guy's just claiming that the, you know, he has uh, proof of these alien bodies here. And you look at these things here, it you know, to me it kind of looks like well it could be e. a mummified it does. It actually does look like E. T. It could be a mummified child, it could be as completely fake. It's it doesn't it looks so sort of like if you go to like to the uh, local carnival and you, right. you spend twenty five cents <laughs> to go view yep. you know the, <laughs> the tiny humans. Yep. Well the, the tiny humans and the coffins and stuff like that. That is something that... P. T. Barnum would have uh purchased and, and brought to his show. Yes, right. So uh, I'm interested to know, first of all, before we get into other topics here, your opinion on this particular one here. So is this a completely ridiculous fake? Any remote chance that there's any truth to this whatsoever? Or is this guy just, you know, trying to get publicity or something like that? So, yeah, Tim, why don't we start with you? Well, uh, the hearing was started because there was a new law in Mexico um, uh Shoot, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to read off my notes here. Uh, there was some mm -hmm. language in this law for um, aerial uh, aerial protection, which acknowledged the existence of aliens. They would they would have been the first nation to acknowledge that. So that's what brought these hearings up. Jaime okay. Masson, Jaime Masson has in the past uh, been discredited and debunked with stuff he's brought forward. He's a self proclaimed UFO expert. Um, his stuff that he's come out with has not panned through. He's he's brought bodies before, and the bodies turned out to be mummified children. Now, what they showed in this was that these things had three fingers, uh, mm -hmm. three digits, the and an elongated skull. So skulls in that culture. So they're, they're they said they dated these about seven hundred. What if they were just really bad ago. little shop teachers? <laughs> so the, they lost two of their digits. Yeah. All right. I agree with that. You know, hey, you got to cut something. But uh, it, he, this is the second time Jaime has said that these bodies were found at near the Nazca Lines in Peru. If you don't know what the Nazca Lines are, it, um, they're these. They're not carvings, but they're these um, emblems on on the Nazca Plateau, and they're very large. And they said that they made it for their gods. And a, a lot of ancient, ancient uh, alien theories, conspiracy theories, whatever you want to call them, says that the Nazca lines were, were made by aliens, and that was done as landing pads for their aircraft. Uh, I, I don't know. that I, I don't have any evidence. I don't believe that. If, if they were being visited, why would they need a landing pad? They just zoop down, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I just... So I'm not sure what the Nazca lines are, but this is the second time he's brought forward something like this. This is the first time that it was actually covered by a lot of media. It was the first time it's gotten mainstream media coverage. But there were some other things that happened with this that just there weren't really red flags with me. I just had to ask questions about. Um, so one of the things he said was um, that they said was 
that they performed x-ray, 3D reconstruction, and DNA analysis mm-hmm. on these things. And in the DNA analysis, they made this vague statement that uh, they said that it was 30% different from humans. So I actually, you know, my ex-wife, she she did genetics work. She She's a biologist. So I actually called her to find out if that meant anything to her. And all she's like, well, no, no. And I said, it's a pretty vague statement to say there's a 30% difference. And she could only think of that it was out of sequence. If you, if you remember Jurassic Park, there's that uh, great scene where the velociraptor has the GACQ thing, the GAT. It has the genetic markers being printed up on its face. Mm-hmm. So those sequences, those sequences may not be human, and there's a thirty percent difference. This is what she was saying. And um, so the problem I have with this is that there's there's no corroboration. There's no third party corroboration of the DNA analysis. Nothing of the three D reconstruction. Nothing X ray. This is a lot of anecdotal stuff. Yes, he produced bodies, but. Any good in science, when you make a proclamation like that, you need to have corroboration with, with other things. Anytime you see a phenomenon, you make a hypothesis. You, if you prove or disprove the hypothesis that's usually sent, another team will try to pull, pull it up. We don't see that here. There's no publishing. Um, I, I have a problem with that. So to me, I'm leaning towards that this is a hoax that's being perpetuated on the Mexican people by a guy who wants to make some money. And because he's been discredited before, uh, I, I just don't know. If if this is true, open up these bodies to more uh, vigorous scrutinization, especially with the technology we have here in the United States, let us and have independent uh, investigators corroborate what he's saying, and let's make sure that this is what it is before we jump off and say, oh, we got the ancient aliens we got proof of ancient aliens. I guarantee you those conspiracy theorists about ancient aliens, right now they're frothing at the mouth. They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's um, that's that's my analysis of this. There's a lot of red flags. And uh, I'm a scientist, so I like Occam's razor, and I like the KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. And this is not passing either one. Yeah, very good, Tim. Very thorough analysis. Um, Thanks. What do you think, Dean? Okay. um, It it looks fake as shit. Let's start there. Um, That's right. Yeah, I agree with that. And if it's real or fake, regardless, it's going to have so much scrutiny on it, either on either side. Why? If if you care so much about like the public knowing and understanding that the the that there is life out there that aliens are real that UAPs are real the government is willing to have a a, a, a congressional hearing and announce it right. and you and you muck it up with bringing this real or fake people are going to scrutinize it to where it it makes the it, it puts a cloud on the whole hearing does that make sense mm-hmm. yes like why would you do it uh, it, it, bring it in another time, another setting. Not don't muck up the actual proceedings, which is going to be historical. But now, it, all anybody gets, gets to talk about, which is that's what he wanted about mm-hmm. these little uh, carved outfit. They look like carved stone to me, but yeah. anyways, 
I just don't understand. I, I get no. I do understand why he did it, but he shouldn't have if he if he cares so much about the authenticity and and going forward the reality of of government all over. Admitting that that, that this is real, that they're out there, he he's just you know he's fucking it up. So well, a guy like that doesn't care though, right? So a guy like that is just he's just trying to get uh, like Tim said, he's just he's just looking for publicity and you know maybe some money or something like that. I was the rest of the UFO community. Um, I would be pissed. Well, the one person I'm waiting to hear from about this is from George Knapp. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So he is he's an investigative reporter out in Las Vegas. Um, one of the things I find about Knapp is he tries to have some objectivity to his, the stuff that he reports and everything. He is a proponent for the UFOs and for, and for mm-hmm. disclosure, but he doesn't look through anything with rose-colored glasses. He wants to get down into it and see what it said. So I, I think he's going to go in here and say, this doesn't pass the smell test. You're full mm-hmm. of shit. Yep. So very good. Yeah, so we all I think we all agree it's a bunch of garbage. Okay, Tom, again, today, I, that, that, I, I just real quick, I, I, I'm not saying it's garbage. Okay. I'm saying it's garbage the way it was presented. I don't okay, know it's real. I, I didn't see it in person. I just saw a picture. So like it could be, who knows? We I I wasn't there for any DNA analysis. I wasn't there for any of that. All I'm my opinion is I don't know if it's real or not. I, 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 so I don't want to just say it's, this is, you know, a sack of shit. It's, it's garbage. My thing was, I just, I, it was a, it was bad timing. How about this? And if, if he, if he is knowingly purposely, uh, putting this out there and he knows it's fake, then shame on him because you're right, Dean. There's a lot of attention on this right now. And then you, you, you you continue to create scrutiny in the real thing to your point. So that mm-hmm. point, I think we all agree, if I yeah. may. Okay, very good. Earlier today, September the 14th, NASA uh, had a live uh, stream on YouTube <laughs> to uh, have some type of a, you know, announcement, report, what have you. You can find this out there on YouTube. You can watch the uh, the replay. I did listen to the replay this morning. Uh, you know, the gist of their announcement really was that they are uh, they they have a unidentified anomalous phenomena UAP. So that's kind of the new term for you know UFO, the modern term. So they're hiring a or appointing a director of research for UAPs. And when questioned, you know, you know, who is this person? They were not going to release the name, at least at this time, because they were saying things like they, they want uh, the research to be kind of free in, you know, I guess not to have an individual scrutinized or harassed or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It'll be out eventually. Um, and then they also announced they were coming up with some type of a report, which was released later today. And if I read that correctly, kind of the summary summary that I have anyway, and you know, certainly you guys can elaborate, was that they you know they basically are saying there are definitely UAPs out there. We don't know exactly what they are, but we're not necessarily 
stating that they're non-human, right? So we, there's right. there's definitely there's definitely some out there that we don't know what they are for sure. We're going to continue to research. Yeah, and they were questioned by various reporters and different people today. And you know, do you think the government has other information that you don't, and so forth? And NASA did at least state that they are committing that any data that they have will be transparent. So they can't speak for anything else the government government may have. But if they, what they're saying is if it's uh, if it's within NASA, uh, uh, it will be transparent data. So. In my opinion, it was sort of a uh, maybe a much to do about nothing kind of, but it was also interesting right. that they are coming out and, and basically that was the big thing was was them you know stating you know stating that they're going to have this uh, research director program director right. and, and program. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> again, does it mean shit? Probably not. Seems like a lot of them just washing their hands of of. You know, because when the when Congress has a has a hearing like that, mm-hmm. NASA goes, "Oh shit, that's our department." Fuck. All right, we have to say something. And this is this is them going, "Okay, this is kind of what we got." There, sure, there we go. Yeah, yeah, kind of felt that way a little bit. I don't know. You know it seemed like to be unnecessary kind of hoopla. I don't know, but that yeah, was the guy the guy at the end of the panel. That last mm-hmm. guy at the end of the panel, he definitely wanted people to know that that he, he didn't buy any of this and that a majority of things were balloons. He couldn't have said that enough. Mm-hmm. He kept repeating that fucking thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Tim, what do you think about all this? Uh, the You know, the conference today, the uh, NASA appointing the uh, director for research for UAPs. What's your opinion, sir? Hold on, well, real quick, I, I, before you get into it, Tim, uh, yeah. just briefly go back over real quick um, what what makes you qualified for this. I, I have, I'm an astrophysicist. I worked for the National Aerospace Intelligence Center for 20 years, well, close to 20 years, both as a contractor and as a government a civilian employee. Um uh, one of the things I did was a geospatial intelligence analysis, as well as our research and development. So um, that's pretty much it. Um, I've studied these things. In 2016, I got to see the Tic Tac video before it was declassified. Um, we could. Um, one of the reasons why it was declassified was because we were not able to attribute it to any country or to ourselves. It wasn't our technology. It, we don't we don't know of any country that has the has the technology of what you see in the Tic Tac video. Um, so that that's what I guess that's what qualifies me. Thank I you. have opinions. That, that's, ex, that's exact. No, but, but that's you know, exactly what I I I, knew, I wanted the listeners and uh, viewers to to know before you yeah. went forward with this. And, and just real quick to share Dean and I's qualifications, we read stuff online. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yep. I read headlines, but yeah. That's so okay. I'm. I'm I will tell you that I have followed the whole UFO thing for a very long time. I've been fascinated with all things astronomy, um, other life, everything. I've always been interested in it. And that's one of the reasons why I went and became an astrophysicist. Actually, I wanted to be an astronomer. But Big deal, you know, Big deal Tim. I watched the majority um, of the movie Fire in the Sky once. Mm-hmm. So... I might be a little more qualified. I don't know. That's great for the public to decide. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that movie. 
scared the shit out of me. I don't watch most of it. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. So, what did I think about? That? I, I'm going to read something to you. Mm-hmm. And I just want you guys to give me your honest opinion on this. Yeah. The top takeaway from the study is that there's a lot more to learn. Right. The NASA independent sure. study team did not find any evidence that UAP have an extraterrestrial origin, but we don't know what these U- UAP are. That is a v- I, okay. What do you guys think of that statement? Uh I mean, at least I mean, a part of me is like, well, they're not saying it's alien, but the, but. Yeah, they are. I'm, I'm focusing more on that they are admitting that they, we don't know what some of these are, that they're not trying to you know, call it something that they know it isn't, you know? So they are out, outwardly saying there's stuff out here. We don't know what it is, and we're going to look into it. That's what I took it. The way okay. I took it was one of the big things for me was the word transparency going forward. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, but here's the thing. Is, they is, say that. If, oh, my God. I, they say no, that. no, no, no. It's I not going to happen. I, I understand that because they know a lot more than the, than they're telling us, and they're not being transparent. But when they say transparency, that is giving them the washing of the hands to, like, if a fucking spacecraft hits on the fucking White House lawn, <laughs> it gives them cover. They'll you know still what I mean? Deny it. No, no, but <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's that's yeah. them saying I got oh, we're gonna be transparent. It's it, it they can we can no longer go, you've been lying to us. They're like, no, we're this is being transparent. You know what I mean? I I think that is lawyer speak to, to cover for other things yeah. in the future. Well well, what I got from the statement, and this is the cynical me, this is typical political politician bullshit rhetoric. Yeah not being non-committal or anything else and it was uttered by none other than bill nelson one of the most blatant pol- politicians on the face of the earth he's the uh he's the uh nasa administrator appointed under biden um and bill nelson if you all you have to do is go back bill nelson would never commit to anything he always made general statements like this and when i when i read that i was just like you're a piece of shit. Just, you know, get politicians out of the way. Let the scientists come in. Let them take over. Let them figure it out. Get mm-hmm. some engineers in there. Because I'm telling you, what I saw here, what what I heard from that hearing, what I've seen, there's no way that these are terrestrial. There's no way that these uh, this technology is by anybody on the Earth. And I'll explain why in a little bit. But... What NASA is doing here, oh, we're going to appoint a committee. We're going to be transparent. We're going to have a head of it. Well, there is a committee already. It's called Arrow, the All-Domain Anomalous, uh, the All-Domain, God, now i got to remember what, oh, yeah, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, okay? That was formed after uh, uh, Trump declassified the Tic Tac video and the GoFest video with, with the USS Roosevelt. So. Arrow's out there already, so now NASA's going to step in. Now, one, NASA was directed to step in after the after when the hearings were coming up. They were directed. NASA wants to keep their hands off this shit. They really sure. do because it doesn't look good for them. NASA's gotten a lot of hits. I mean, we have SpaceX. They're doing things a lot better and cheaper than what NASA could ever do. Um, so NASA has black eyes everywhere. 
the Obama administration destroyed the space program. Guys like Elon Musk, even uh, Jeff, uh, what's his name, Bezos, they started going privatized. They're building better stuff. They're doing things better. You got some kinks, but NASA doesn't doesn't want that stigma. <laughs> don't we stigma. All? They don't want that stigma sitting there going, oh, we're investigating UFOs. They really don't want it. That's why they're placating, and that's what's going on here. This is all placation to make everybody that to keep the sheep at bay. Is, is what it is, not the wolves. They want the sheep falling in line. Oh, we're going to placate you. We're going to do this because you're asking for it. Because I, you guys think about going back, UFOs, UAPs, they're going to change the name again. That was science fiction. This was, it was science fiction. Then it moved. And the whole mm -hmm. idea of aliens moved onto this peripheral conspiracy theory type thing. And now it's become more strain and was actually entered into the pop culture. People, 75 to 80% of the people polled in the United States have said, yeah, we believe that we've been visited by aliens. That is phenomenally high. Go back to 1970s, I think it was, it was below 50%. So things are going on. And the last thing we need is a bunch of politicians stepping in, grabbing money, and saying, we got this. Because they don't. They don't. If they know what it is, they're not going to tell us because that's what politicians do. They want to control the information. You control the man. I sound like a conspiracy theorist. You control the information. You have power, and you get money. So I'm sorry, but yeah, no. there was. I, I watched that. There was nothing new said in that, and I, I was I was not. I, I it's exactly what I expected to happen with NASA. I agree with that. Good stuff. I'm sorry, all I went right. on a rant there. No, no I, I agree with all but three words what you said, and you can pick out which ones those were. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's a joke. Right. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, we didn't, we didn't have a whole lot of time to, you know, I, I don't remember if we got into it much at all, or at least we ran out of time the last time, but uh, the whole uh, whistleblower. No, that didn't even come up before. No, the, the whistleblower thing happened. happened. Yeah, it happened okay, after so that he was, was on. Okay, well, there you go. So that, that happened in July, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it was right? in July 31st, I believe. Okay. So now, Tim, you sent some uh, extra notes on this. Or so why don't we start uh, with, with with you on this? So, again, this was a... This was uh, ex was ex military and some other, uh, you know. All three were ex military. Okay, uh, all had three. A hearing with Congress, and basically testified. Grush wasn't that, a pilot, uh, though, right? No, they both were. Oh no, Grush was not a pilot. He was a he was a NRO NGA analyst. Yeah. Okay. He was a Navy. He was a Air Force major. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all three some, had some very interesting uh, testimony. So, I know, Tim, you're, you have a lot of notes on this here. So what yeah. was that hearing, and uh, what are your opinions? Well, uh, it, was, uh, it was the House Oversight Subcommittee on National Security, Border, and Foreign Affairs. Um, three guys came forward. Um, I, if anybody cares what I thought about these, all of them were credible. I believed every word they said. I only mm. questioned one's motives. And I'll explain why. Uh, well, you had Lieutenant Ryan Graves. He was a uh, Navy F-18 pilot. Uh, he really testified more about the lack of appropriate reporting. Uh, at, he needed more uh, reporting avenues for the pilots, especially commercial pilots. Um, 
one of the reasons why plants don't come forward is that it used to be with the FAA, you reported a, an object, uh, you grounded. got grounded immediately. And I, I worked with a woman whose husband was a pilot, I think, for American Airlines. She told me that he would not report any kind of an anomalous thing that he saw because he would be grounded, and that's money. Pilots hmm. have to fly. Uh, so Graves, I found Graves was amazing. Uh, I know a girl like that. I give her money and she go down. No, that's different. No, that's different. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> totally different. Uh, it is. Uh, commander Fraber. This was the pilot of the Tic Tac. He was he was the uh, commander of the Black Aces Squadron with USS Nimitz in 2004. He was the one that filmed the the Tic Tac, and. Uh, this guy was everything he said. I mean, he it was amazing. Um, he put one stuff of the most up. Incredible people to 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 go to come forward, right? Nobody could put a hole in anything he said. Correct. Um, um, he even brought put holes in things because he couldn't corroborate some of the things he said, and he told he said why and uh, yeah. not. So he's really it was really good. Then we have uh, David Grush. Uh, he was a former major. He's a former major in the United States Air Force. He worked. Uh, he was an intelligence officer, an NGA civilian. Excuse me. Um, the he worked for the National Reconnaissance Office, which I have a pretty good story if you guys want to hear about that. Um, and he did NRO UAP investigations. Um, I found him very credible. I believe him, but I do question his motives. Um, I'm not sure what he. He is not a, none of these guys were UAP whistleblowers. Grush identified as a fraud, waste, and abuse whistleblower because he, in his investigations, he saw that there were secret programs not, that were being conducted without congressional oversight. So however, how you want to see this, any program that goes on with the military, any money that's being spent by the military, any part of the government, Congress oversees that. That is, they control the purse. So the fact that this stuff was going on and Congress wasn't um, overseeing it, that's where he became the whistleblower. And there's, uh, he started getting some repercussions because he had He went to the Inspector General, the IG, identified as a whistleblower, told him what was going on. If you don't know the power of the Inspector General, uh, when I was in the Army, I watched General's asses pucker when the IG walked in for an inspection because the IG would screw and fuck people up. They, they would, they would crawl up into things and they would, if there was just a little thread, they would unravel that whole thread and no commander liked to have the IG come in and do an inspection. And they certainly didn't like having an IG complaint. So he comes out, goes to the IG, identifies as a whistleblower, and then there's repercussions and that's what they're investigating. So that's one of the reasons why he was there testifying. Now, hmm. when, if you watch this video, if you watch the hearing, so you have, as you're looking at it, you have Graves on the right. I'm sorry, Graves on the left, Fravor on the right, and in the middle was Grush. Now, right behind Grush was George Knapp, mm -hmm. which I kind of expected him to be there. But next to George Knapp was one that really kind of freaked me out. This guy's name was James Clapper. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He was mm -hmm. the first director of national intelligence. He was a general mm -hmm. in the Air Force. I believe it was the Air Force. He formed the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, formerly known as 
the National Imaging and Mapping Administration, formerly known as Defense Mapping Administration. He accumulated so much political power that he formed a new three-letter intelligence agency and got, and, and it's huge. NGA is freaking huge. They, they monitor everything. So you have NGA and he becomes the first director of national intelligence and he's sitting behind Grush during this testimony. I don't know why James Clapper's there. Um, that's why I start wondering, you know, is he there acting like the godfather in the back saying, eh, don't go against the family? Yeah, I don't know. But things were said. And uh Graves, Graves really, he he kind of he kind of shook me up a little bit uh when he said as much as 95% of the stuff is going unreported. Uh 95% of the sightings are going unreported. Uh and what he said was what he saw was a dark gray and a black cube inside a clear sphere. And he observed it going at Mach 2. But what was even more amazing was that um, this thing would be, was stationary at Mach 0, 0.0. That means it's stationary. And it's stationary at zero airspeed and at the same geographical point in Category 4 winds, Category 4 hurricane winds. This thing's staying still. And then it quickly accelerated to Mach 1, 1 1.2. So Mach is the speed of sound. So you're in hurricane, you're in hurricane force winds, special category four. We're talking 125, 140 miles an hour. This thing's hovering at 20,000 feet in those winds, not being affected by the winds, and then takes off. It's, to me, it's scary. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, he also said, uh, he also talked about a, uh, an event in 2003 where Boeing contractors were at Vandenberg, I think it was Vandenberg Air Force Base. Yeah, Vandenberg Air Force Base, um, saw a red square approximately 100 yards, uh, and 100 yards in length approached from the sea, hovered over a launch, hover over a launch site for 45 seconds, and then quickly moved off over the mountains. Um, then uh, he talked about a training incident where an object was reported stationary at the entrance to the work area and that there was a near uh, mid-air collision they missed by 50 feet. That's pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are, he talked about the Gimel Go Fest video with the USS Roosevelt. Um, you'd have to look that up on YouTube. It's out there. Um, it shows the USS Roosevelt. Um, and then you see two UAPs. Zooming across the way, um, commercial pilot. He also talked about commercial pilots. So his advocacy is to make sure that there is a more robust, a more uh, a, a better way for pilots, both military and civilian, to report what they see. Because if they report more, even though it's anecdotal, you can start taking sensors and watching these things. You can develop, but you got to get the reports in. So you know what's going on. Um, one of the things he brought up was that, and I, I, I knew this, but I, it didn't really hit me. Commercial pilots, uh, you know, they're flying their, their jets and everything, their jumbo jets. They don't have, oh, what's this? Am I doing something wrong? Ten, no. <laughs> I'm giving you a, a hand signal. We have uh, 10 minutes left in the segment. <clears throat> oh, Okay. Well, That's he okay. talked about, he talked about them not having IFF capabilities, identify friend or foe. 
this could be exploited. So mm-hmm. that that's a thing. They see these things, they can't identify can't identify it. So um, and he, he wants radar signals to be correlated. Now Fravor, <laughs> this guy cracked me up a little bit. Um, he was on a training mission in San Diego. And uh, he got notification that they were going to real-world ops. So they stopped the training mission, went into real-world ops because they were chasing a bogey. Uh, if you watch the Tic Tac video, how um, he says that they were being jammed with ra- – the radar was being jammed. So they had to do passive targeting, <laughs> passive tracking, and they, they did it in the infrared. Strawberry. So um, – they did that, and this is what what's what is really big about it. The object they lost sight of the object, and one minute later, they were told by the uh, air traffic controller that uh, the thing the uh, the target appeared sixty miles behind them. In one a minute later, it was one minute sixty seconds. It was 60, 60 miles behind them. That means this thing accelerated to Mach five, thirty six hundred miles per hour at 20,000 feet and did it in one minute, moved 60 miles in one minute. That's fast. Um, the technology, and he talked about the technology. We don't have technology like that. If you're a body inside of that thing and you go from 150 knots to Mach 5, yeah, you're going to liquefy. It's You're done. Your bones are going to be. <laughs> well, so that's not, will kill you. That, that's not exactly true. I, uh, I'm saying is that the... Um, that we don't th- have things fast, you know, fast enough like that. Because I know Blake Insurance can save you money just that fast. Because I tell you, Blake Insurance is an Erie insurance agency located right here in Barberton, Ohio. They provide auto, home, renters, and business insurance with honesty, decency, and affordability. Erie Insurance is above all else in service. You want to call 234-571-5359 or visit BlakeInsuranceLLC.com for your free five-minute quote today. And when you do, tell them that um, the aliens from Convincing Idiots sent you. Very good. I think Aaron's going to get into UAP insurance as well. I'm th- yeah, yeah, he's going. That's coming. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's very compelling testimony. I mean, I think you see, I think a lot of us gathered from that that definitely well, these are these are credible guys that there are things right. out there that that do not make sense and if they wanted to cause harm we would have no way to there's, there's nothing we could do i mean the technology well, that technology that, that is yeah so well, so what do you think so is grush, it, is, go ahead, I, go ahead. I, I wanted to point out something that grush said just so that everybody mm-hmm. understands mm-hmm. he made the comment that um that the united states is actively searching crash sites and reverse engineering non-human technology. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened during this hearing is that they kept saying they couldn't get a skiff. There was a reason why they couldn't get a skiff. I didn't know it until later. Grush no longer had a security clearance. Right, they pulled so it. So that I I don't know if they pulled it or if it was just deactivated. They didn't say. I they couldn't find out if it was revoked, suspended, or just. From my uh, understanding, from what I've heard, is that uh, they were questioning about his PTSD. And, yeah, I, and they were they were giving him shit about that. And I wouldn't, I don't, I I think the, who what I'd heard was they weren't sure if that's why they took it from him or not. Yeah, I I, I don't know. 
Um, I, I read the stuff about his PTSD and everything. I, what I can tell you is... I'm just trying I, working, to discredit him. Yeah, that's all it is. Because working at Wright Pat, I can tell you that I, the intelligence community with with how people feel about PTSD, especially coming from Afghanistan and everything, they're not going to release that and say, oh, he, he, has, he suffers from depression and has PTSD. They don't, right. He was getting help. They don't care. So I, I couldn't find out, so I can't corroborate either way if it was suspended or not. But because he didn't have a security clearance, they couldn't go into a skiff because he couldn't talk about classified information anyways. But that statement he made, I, I, I'll tell you, I'm 99.9% .9 positive that statement is classified. So he says something classified, but when they ask him direct questions about the contractors, oh, I need to go into, we need to go into a skiff. So the fact that he, they couldn't get a skiff, which was reiterated by the, by the committee a few times, almost tells me he had a way out not to put anything out there. And to put it on record inside, in, in the, in the committee and with Congress. And that's, that's something that didn't sit well with me. That's why I question the motives. Um, Say it, get it okay. out there, and 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 let it go. If you're going to whistle blow, whistle blow. Don't go halfway, and then stop. It it, it just it doesn't work for me. He's credible. I believe everything he said. I some of the things he said I know to be a fact. Um. So yeah. So all I can tell you, and tell anybody that's watching this, start preparing for disclosure. Something's going to be disclosed in the in a few years. I don't know yep. what it is. It could be that we, we actually say UAPs are aliens from Alpha Centauri. I don't know. Or it could be we have a technological breakthrough and here's our technology. I've got a quick one. Do you think yeah. that it might be, boys, do you think it might be weird or, or different than, do you think the American public would be easily, easier accepting that like aliens from outer space or these are aliens from outer space or would it be harder to understand that they're interdimensional. Well, the, the whole interdimensional thing it isn't really that hard when you put it into perspective. But you're also an astrophysicist. So, <laughs> well, no, no. Let me let me give you an think, example. Think let me give like you an the, example. The, the, go ahead. We live in the third dimension. We are yeah. bound by time. We so we have three degrees of freedom. Time is what binds us. So if you Correct. go into the fourth dimension, you would be able to move through time at a point back and forth. You can move through time freely. You would have four degrees of freedom. So, but what we can do is we can project our three-dimensional likeness. We can project from the three, three dimension to two dimension. We do it every day and it's called your shadow. Your shadow is a three-dimensional project. It's your projection for the third dimension to the second dimension. I, I don't so, think you, I don't think you understand how dumb human beings are in general. Well, no, I, I do. Trust me, I do. I, I dealt with it. What I'm saying is this could be a projection. So this is called the holographic theory. It's a projection from a higher dimension down to our dimension. Okay. And they're not really interacting with us. But if they are doing that, um, then we have a problem because that, that's technology that we yeah. really don't know how to defeat. Well, any of it is, is, is a problem because none of it, what we see or what anybody else is seeing there with these UAPs are close to what we have. You know what I mean? So all of You're this, right. We're all You're right. Like, oh, I is mean, there we, invasion? Oh, if they wanted to invade and, and take us over, it would have happened by now. I, 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 I don't know that they're malevolent. I don't know if they're benevolent. 
what I think is I, I, I want to apply Occam's razor or I want to use the KISS principle or both. The simplest explanation tends to be the truth. But here in this one, there is no simple explanation. Correct. And you can't keep it simple. Something There's something out there. Something's going on. I personally believe that these are non-terrestrial. Uh, they have an origin somewhere else, whether it's in another dimension or, right. you know, uh, I personally believe it's in our dimension. I think uh, somehow they have got the technology that they could warp space and freeze out time. That's sure. just my thinking. So I, I believe I believe these things are real. I believe they're non-terrestrial. And that's I agree with that. That's why I could tell you guys. Fascinating. Well, I mean, it's we could, we could keep talking about this topic for a, a very long time, but I I think we're getting word from another dimension mm-hmm. that uh, this segment is coming to an end, and we're going to come back though with more alien talk. We're going to have a, a fun topic. This is kind of a heavy topic, but it is very fascinating and interesting, and you got to pay attention out there because this is real shit. But we're going to come back with some. Uh, 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 fantasy stuff and some fun stuff. Some of our favorite Ooh, alien. My fantasy theme. is you in a, in a, in a, in a laundry. But there you go. Could be about that. Or it could be our favorite alien themed content out there between movies and television. We're going to bring our list to you, maybe from this dimension or maybe from another one. After the Jen X. Bryan here from the Convincing Idiots podcast. If you're enjoying our show, tell a friend. And if you're not, well, tell two enemies. Hello? Somebody out there? It's the video game that lets you pretend you're E.T., running away from secret agents, falling into danger, finding a phone to call home, and discovering the best thing on Earth, a friend, E.T., only from Atari. Thanking. Hold on. I realized the microphone's on this one, and it was like down here. <laughs> All right. I have to plug this in. All right, do it again. Thanking, right. thanking, thanking you. you. Oh.